I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Born July 15th in Westbury, New York, he started playing guitar at age 14, eventually moving to Berkeley, California, where he started teaching guitar to the likes of guitar legend Steve I and Metallicus Kirk Hammett. He has forged a successful solo career, toured as lead guitarist for Legends Deep Purple, and released several albums with the supergroup, Chicken Foot. He's recently released a new album, The Elephants of Mars and he's set to head out on tour, with upcoming dates in Salina, Kansas and St. Louis. Please welcome, guitar legend, Jules Satriani. How are you, Joe? Hey, how's it going? I love that intro. Listen, <laughs> dude, I was just thinking back to, to being a kid, uh, fresh, I just, we I dropped out of high school and moved to L.A. It was 87 when I... When surfing came out? It did. Uh, October of 87. So here's, this is the reason I'm starting the interview like this. I had left Olathe, with nowhere to stay, gone to Hollywood, went to MIT, and there was a, that side door, pulled a number off, and moved over on La Palmas and Yucca, and that little building next door to Paul Gilbert, apparently. I didn't know who Paul was at the time, other than he was uh, 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 part of Racer X. And... And that album came out, and every nerd in that building, all those GIT dudes, had lost their goddamn minds. Every every one of them wanted to be Joe Satriani at that point. <laughs> oh, the crazy days, crazy days! But uh, uh, I'm so grateful that that record really took off uh, in the hearts and minds of the fans because I really loved that album, and it, and it was uh, a labor of love, and so it was the right one to to really get. Uh, sort of picked up and, and embraced by the, the world audience. Well, up until the time, I mean, they were guitar heroes, but they weren't they weren't solo artists. Yeah, you know, there were a few that I grew up uh, seeing as sort of like, you know, archetypes for what I wanted to do. Um, I would always focus in on the instrumental material that I would hear any of my favorite artists do, even if, you know, Beatles and Stones, but certainly Hendrix and sure. uh, Zeppelin. Um, and uh, I was a fan, of, uh, although it wasn't really my kind of music, I was a real fan of, of fusion music, uh, like John McLaughlin and Alan Holsworth. Um, I was really more of a Hendrix, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin kind of kid. And uh, so, yeah, even when I listened to Black Sabbath, you know, I used to love Planet Caravan because it was so instrumental sounding, even though there's vocals Ozzy's vocals are, you know, uh, treated with the Leslie, and to me, I, I just thought of that 
Tony Iommi played such sure. a, you know, he created such a beautiful instrumental vibe. Um, so I kind of carried that with me. Uh, when I started to record Surfing with Alien, I told the, the album, you know, the guys at the label, uh, I really want to make this a celebration of all my roots from Chuck Berry to Hendrix. And I'm just going to throw it all in there as a celebration. So, yeah. well, they had to. Before, it was the right album to get picked up by the fans. You know? Sure, but but you know, I mean, and you know this, but I'm just going to illustrate it for the guys listening. Like in 1987, I'm sure a record exec looked at you like you were a goddamn alien because this is the world of <laughs> Motley Crue and Warrant and Poison, and I was a big hair metal fan yeah. anyway. I liked anything. I just liked it all, right? But. You know, you were really legitimately rolling out with something nobody had seen before. And by the way, I don't know how you don't age. You may be an alien. I don't know if you eat kids, but you don't <laughs> age. Like, it's disturbing how I can look at a picture of you from 87 and 2022, and I'm like, he's exactly the goddamn same. <laughs> the same music keeps you young. I, I'm not <laughs> sure about that. I, I think at the end of every show, my, my hand feels like it's about 100 years old. But, um, but you... I love playing music, and, uh, you know... Do get a wonderful energy from the audience, so I, I keep that going as much as I can. Do you uh, do you think that you're? I've, I've always have a theory that guys who are incredible at anything, whether it be painting or or being a musician, have to have an obsessive compulsive nature and an addictive nature almost. That uh, whatever that is that they find, it becomes genuinely their addiction, their obsessive compulsion, because it takes. So many hours to become. So many hours to become. Yes, it does. It's it's funny, you know. Some people have uh, more physical gifts to go with, uh, to work with. Uh, other people have uh, more intellect or more heart. It's it's an interesting uh, recipe, you know, uh, that we see sort of unfold before us with the entertainers uh, and artists that we like. Whether you know whether they're they're pop stars or they're serious classical jazz uh, rock musicians even and uh, or painters um, yeah some some of them they can't help it you know they're as they're making great art um, their lives are a mess and then there are others that seem to be able to keep it all uh, under control uh, but you're absolutely right it you have to boy you have to be so dedicated because Everything out there is telling you it's a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, it, this, you have to get used to failure. And I, I, I think of it like baseball. It's very much like baseball. Most of the time, it doesn't work. You know, you, it's a swing and a miss. You hit the ball and somebody catches it. So it's like there's just constant failure going on. But once in a while, you hit it out of the park. And that's so, as a musician, out there uh, in the entertainment world, you have to remember it's kind of like that, and don't take it personally. You know? Yeah, well, but I think you have to you have to have obsess uh, even past the point of wanting success, like where you're just like, I don't even care if I'm homeless. I'm going to do this. This is all I want to do. This is how my brain works mathematically. Whatever it is, like you know, you know, guys like Brian May or even Ingve, I, uh, you know, Ingve. I've met him so many times, and he's been incredible. And he's been like, what What the hell's wrong with you, man? You know. And but he but he's a maniac inside somewhere. There's something in his brain that's different than other people. Oh yeah, incredibly uh, talented, and he's he has a vision, and he doesn't like uh, to be deviated you know, by anybody yeah. else's idea or vision. And it takes a kind of a you know that's a it's a funny thing to say that you you admire someone with a one track mind, but that's kind of like yeah. what it takes, like I guess um, because. Uh, 
as I said before, the world's trying to distract you and tell you to do something else. Right. Uh, and, and But you have to say, no, I'm going to pursue this 100%, no Joe, matter what. Joe Satriani is joining us. His tour starting, by the way. Uh, the Earth Tour uh, starts at the end of September. Not Kansas City yet, but it will happen. But Salina, October 6th, St. Louis on the 8th of October. Uh, but people don't know, like, you know, Kirk Hammett came to you as a kid and was like, hey, Joe, can you show me some things? I guess you did. <laughs> I was so lucky, you know, when I started teaching at this little guitar store uh, in Berkeley, California, I just had the craziest bunch of kids who were about to change the world walk in the door and look for guitar lessons. I mean, it was really remarkable that Kirk Hammett walked in, and he was in Exodus at the time. Uh, Rick Unold from Exodus took lessons. Even Charlie Hunter, the jazz jazz guitarist took lessons. I knew him when he was really young because his mother, Jane, used to be a luthier at the guitar store. Um, you know, uh, Kevin Cadigan from uh, Third Eye Blind, um, just like the, 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 you know, like Larry Lalonde, you know, from Primus. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was really amazing uh, to sit across from a young Alex Golnick, you know, who was in Testament and sure. to, you know, give them everything they needed uh to go but you know i have to say the credit is all theirs they were just so driven they knew what they wanted uh uh you know from kirk to to alex they just were really driven kind of like what what you were talking about before you know they just really believed in themselves and they didn't let anything stop them from uh, figuring out you know how to get it done which is why they came for lessons they they said no i'll, I'll go to this kid and this strange kid who teaches in the back of this guitar store because he knows something i need to know yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, and then when you meet a guy, I, I know we're short on time, but but like a Brian May, who his mind is another mind altogether. You know, an astrophysicist and a, a musician, uh, such a bigger version of 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 music than than we had ever experienced before. When those when those guys got together, and is it intimidating? Is it exhilarating? Is it all the above when you sit down with him for the first time? Oh, it's, you know, it's amazing uh, because Brian is like one of the sweetest human beings ever. He makes you feel so uh, comfortable and happy to be there. Uh, I really hope everybody gets a chance to have at least a minute with Brian May. He's really uh, a special human being. And I have to tell you a funny story. The first time that uh, Steve I and myself were hanging out with Brian, we were rehearsing for a concert that was happening in 91 in Spain, and this moment came in the rehearsal where we went up to Brian and we said, Brian, could we play your guitar, you know, because he's, he's right. playing the guitar that he built with his father, you know, the famous guitar. Sure. And of course he says, yeah, you guys try it, you know, oh. so I pick up the guitar, I start playing it, and of course I'm thrilled, but I'm disappointed because that sounds just like me. And I look at Steve, and he, he knows exactly what I'm thinking, so I said, Steve, you try it. And <laughs> so he tried it. And and he plays it sounds exactly like Steve. And we were both thrilled yet incredibly disappointed <laughs> that we couldn't sound yeah. like Brian. Of course, Brian's sitting there laughing, you know, just oh. enjoying the whole moment. Dude, <laughs> so beautiful, so so much fun, man. Listen, they're, they're giving me the rap show, but the rap show. man, uh, anytime, anytime here, I'd love to have you. Anytime. Thank you so much, Jerry. Thank you, sir. Stay there. Hold on, Joe Santriani. So good. I had a lot more questions, man. Because you know, the difference between sitting down with Brian May from Queen, who wrote, and I, and I, I have to believe, it's, here's my theory, is what I'd like to believe anyway about Brian was, 
somehow he's a mathematic thinker. Yeah. Like he sees things in a different way than a Billy Gibbons would. Billy is Tex-Mex. Billy wanted to find the groove. Billy would take it to the most simple possible groove you could, but he's committed to it. Well, but then, they're both equally as important. Yes, yeah. very much. And then for me, because I'm a giant fan, but then I look at like a dude like John Five, who I compare a lot with these guys. Sure, he's, he's like a Vianna Satriani. Sure, but yeah. he's like a dude who gets lost. Like he, I love John Five to death, but he he reminds me of a kid who got locked in his room with no, only a guitar. That's my point. The obsessive compulsive yeah. nature of where it's not even about money and tricks for some of these guys. You can tell like certain guys, you know, they they were gonna get to a place where they could write songs and get in a band and get laid. Then there's the people like there's another tick wrong with them, and even if they couldn't, it doesn't matter what they did, they have to. They have to have that outlet. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's almost on the spectrum level obsession. Well, I follow John five and it is, I mean, to me, it's so close to on the spectrum. Cause if you yeah. go, if you follow him on his website every day in the afternoon, he's in his living room playing yeah. guitar, either like in, in bunny pajamas and a Michael Myers mask or whatever. And it's just <laughs> him sitting on his couch, working out and you see his wife walking by, like she's got laundry and whatever. And the cats are jumping through the frame. And whatever. he's not it, doing it to get more famous. He's it's just his thing. Yeah. yeah. And he does it till he finds a breakthrough of something new for some new song, either solo or with zombie. Yeah, no. There's five. And, and and much like the other guys, he's very nice. Yeah, yeah he's the he's the nicest guy on the planet. And I've had Ingve be incredibly nice, and I've had him be a jackal. See, I've never met Ingve or like Steve Vai. I never or, or Satriani. I've never met any of those guys. Uh, but he was uh, the last time I was face to face with Ingve Malmstein. He was really, but he had we had a mutual friend who made the connection. Mm-hmm. So you were already kind of in. Yeah, yeah. So he was very cool yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, and he's an incredible player, but. Dude, I was a little kid. This is a weird little story, but he was in a band called Alcatraz. Yeah. It was Graham Bonnet, Gary Shea, Jimmy Waldo, and Ingve Malmsteen. Kid couldn't go to school. Don't know why I can remember this stuff. He's got it all. <laughs> but, but, but they were only for Nugent at Memorial Hall. I go to the show, and I can see the buses, so we walk around, and I just, they didn't even announce who was going to open. Here's the weird twist. I was wearing an Alcatraz swim team shirt. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, oh, and I'm like, oh, and then they have laminate so I can see their names. I know they're in a band, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, Graham Bonnet, I'm talking to Graham Bonnet. At the time, I had no idea how important he was, right? Right. And you're like, holy cow, man. But they take pictures. We have a little 110, whatever. And I'm like, ah, what about the guitar player? This uh, Ying, Ying, and they were like, oh, Wingnut. No, you, uh, you wouldn't Wing like nut. him. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> they literally, as a little kid, they go, you wouldn't like him. Not a, you're <laughs> they, not a fan. They were already done effing with Ingve. Like, uh-huh. You could tell, like, they were just like, and it, they didn't, they didn't, I didn't ask, and they didn't go on, but they were like, I was like, could, what, could we, could I get an autograph from him and maybe a picture? And they were like, no, you wouldn't like him. Don't bother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I actually, I mean, even as, this is going to sound weird as a guitar player, I never got into Ingve. No, no, it's Never it's really fine. cared it's for over him. over the top, but, but like, the nice guys at Kirk Hammett. Yes. Like, sweet. Yeah. Very nice. Super powerful. John mm-hmm. Five, sweet, nice, very powerful. Right. Eddie Van Halen, sweet, nice, very powerful. There's certain dudes, and you can tell, like, Satriani, super nice. Yeah. You can tell. He's very, very even. Yeah, very you much. Know, Brian yeah. May has, as they say. So, uh, yeah, let me take a break, guys. But So, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, our nerdery. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 